0: It's the other day. We woke up too early and got in a fight. A regular fight, one of the fights that you get into because you're human. Human in the way that is to rub up against one another, not able to withstand the friction of relating, not always knowing what to do and when and how feeling anger rise within me, tension starting from my biceps, grabbing a hold of my chest, constricting my lungs, my breath like a dog panting in the summer heat, hot breath, a fog in my mind. I knew I had to do something, but what to do and when and how? You've been here before, right? We're fellow travelers on this human road of moments where the enormity, the complexity, the challenge of stuck moments leaves you frozen or fleeing or ready to fight, worried you will do or not do something regrettable, something regrettable for yourself, to yourself, for yourself or for those around you. It was in that moment, anger rising, chest tight, brain foggy, that like an arrow piercing through, I remember this simple rule, this simple rule that I know I've preached on, a mantra for my soul, a simple rule that saves me from my reactionary knee-jerk and jerky living. It's gotten me through moments where love is overwhelming, where pain is overtaking, where confusion abides, and maybe... You'll recognize it in yourself because it's not profound, nor is it trademarked. I heard the voice say to me in profound simplicity, just breathe. And I do. And it slows me down primally, reverently, neurologically. It's so stupid, simple, I could kiss it, be... Because in breathing, something happens. Breath is life, right? Breath is life. With each inhale, we literally take in life. And each exhale, we let this freely given gift go, this gift of life that no one asked for. And yet here it is in abundance, filling us up, conspiring with us. And so that's what I do. I remember my mantra and I simply stop and breathe, whispering to the adrenaline that its presence is no longer needed, that it can go back where it came from to release the fog that grips my brain. I connect again with my choices, again to my reality, again to my values and value. Just breathe saved me as I imagine it has saved you too. Zoom out. I'm sitting with one of you. It's early in our ministry together, sitting in my office. Remember when we did that? Remember when we sat in each other's presence without masks covering our faces, muffling our breath? Do you remember that? Anyways, I'm sitting with one of you and you're sharing about the very dark place that your life is currently inhabiting, the fears within you and you don't know what to do or when or how and you've sought counsel for me and we're sitting there as the pain spills out and I don't know what to do or when or how. I I know I shouldn't be or try to be wise to provide answers. And so I just sit there, trying to hide my serious ineptitude, praying for insight, for direction. And almost by accident, I fall back on that mantra because it's the only thing that I can think to do. I just breathe, and so I do. Breaths lengthening. Prayers for groundedness answered by all that is holy for I breathe and I see the shift in you. Because our bodies use other bodies to scan for danger, to interpret the world. So as I regulate my anxiety in the face of your despair, relaxing into the grace of simply being, I saw your body start to relax too. Because someone met the inner storm raging within you with calm. Which hinted, which implied that maybe you could too which said that maybe we could do it together, trudging our way to find that I in the storm. For the root of the word conspire is to breathe together. And that's what we did. That's all that I did. That's what we did together. This is my simple rule. It helped me in my anger and helped you in your darkest place. This simple rule helped bodies to regulate and then to face what is to come just breathe. Zoom out. I'm standing in a village in the West Bank in Palestine, the village that has been there for centuries. Ancestors lived, loved, toiled, and died in the rocky hills beside the olive trees. Friday prayer has let out and the people are assembling to walk down to the wall. The wall that has cut their community, their lives, their families in two. And so each Friday they march to the wall for some reason I cannot remember. They're all dressed up as dwarves. They march to the wall again and demand their lives be divided no more. That the wound of their people could heal. That they could finally be with one another, conspire together once again. As we approach, the soldiers gather on the other side of the wall, moving back and forth along the dividing line of this wound. We see the soldiers start to get into position. And without warning, we hear the pop-pop of tear gas canisters being shot into the air and the thud-thud of the canisters landing beside us. And I can hear the snap hiss that signals the impending release of the noxious clouds which surrounds us and suddenly I can't breathe. We retreat. People rush forward, dozing eyes and faces to relieve the burning pain. It's well-rehearsed. They do this every Friday. And so we walk back to the mosque, the sky filled with smoke as the canisters landing on the tinder-dry grasses sparked fires. This is the ritual every Friday, the ritual of the town of Berlin who moves after prayers, after breathing in the spirit of God, breathing in resilience of each other, conspiring together, that even after their breaths are taken away, literally chemically taken away by tear gas and occupation, that week after week they march up filled to find their breath to praise God and defiantly, joyfully continue breathing together. It's a lesson in what we do to each other and a startling invitation. For what if we simply allowed each other to breathe? What if the cops that murdered Eric Garner and George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and too many other black and brown people in this country had simply allowed them to breathe? What if instead of shortchanging the poor, demanding they pull themselves up by non-existent bootstraps, we funded housing and education and child care and mental health, giving a little breathing space to a life already constricted? What if in... Moments of conflict, of when we are in conflict, we vow not to take away each other's breath. How different our world would be if we simply followed this simple rule, the simple rule that saved me in my anger this week, which saved me when I was sitting with you in your pain and could save us in these moments of conflict and challenge, a simple rule that if, In conflict and war, if we committed to simply allowing each other to breathe, gifting each other breath, gifting the generations to come breath from rainforests still alive and oceans still filled with plankton and island nations not flooded, this simple rule, just breathe is all we need.